Welcome to Medically Speaking Radio. I'm Dr. Mark Vaughn. And I'm Larry Finney. I'm a doctor. And I'm not. Let's get started. All right. So let's, this week, talk about the executive orders. I guess there were four of them, just Friday. Are we rolling? Yeah. We're going to talk about, okay, so I had some trepidation coming into this podcast because- I don't blame you. Well, yeah, we're going we're gonna to be talking about drug pricing. And you know, anytime we start talking about numbers and economics and stuff, you know, most people's um, eyes just kind of roll back in their head and they don't want to. So I started doing some research on it and I myself said, oh, I just don't have the bandwidth to do this. You know, this is, this is too difficult. But, but I, I Googled the question, why are drug prices so high? You know, so it takes me to articles about drug pricing. So all I learned was that there's a there's an unholy triumvirate involving the drug manufacturer, the pharmacy benefit managers, the PBMs they call them, and the insurance companies. Now that you know, we we know what the pharmacy manufacturer does. You know, they make a drug. Now, if that drug is the only one of its kind that does whatever it is it's supposed to do, it's going to command um, you know, probably a pretty high price. If it's uh, yet another entry into the uh, an arena that already has competitors, but it might be slightly better, you know, whatever, um, it'll have a different set of pricing. Now, the pharmacy benefit managers, what they do, I guess, is they negotiate with the insurance companies to add the drug to the formulary. And how do they get paid? They get paid through rebates. So a $1,000 drug would get a rebate that goes maybe split between the insurance company and the, the PBM, the pharmacy benefit manager. So that's, so the, the PBM is looking for the highest juicy little rebate and, and some tricky crap happens like, okay, let's say the drug's a thousand bucks and they would like to offer the PBM a little more incentive to put it on the formularies of the drug company. So they'll say, well, how about a, an extra hundred bucks in your, um, your 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 uh, incentive, but they'll do it by raising the price from a thousand dollars to eleven $1, hundred dollars, discount we, it by a hundred. Why are we not calling this a kickback? It's a kickback. Thank you. You know, it's an incentive. It's a kickback. Whatever you want to call it. And but but who gets hosed on this? The the cash paying customer who probably doesn't have insurance and who can afford it the least is the person who's just getting nailed. So interesting because there's such a uh, anti-kickback reality for the part of medicine I'm in. You know, yeah. it, it's absolutely unthinkable that you would get any kind of kickback when you refer to a particular specialist or uh, use a particular prescription. Although there's, you know, there was a lot of dinners being given and in well, yeah. favors of sorts to doctors. I would say in the old days, although I did see some of it early in my career. Well, and the same thing in the financial uh, industry, like say uh, stockbrokers or, or financial uh, advisors, they need to disclose, well, how, are you, how is this person getting paid? Is he recommending this stock because the, uh, the XYZ corporation is going to pay him extra money for recommending that stock? Or is he yeah. simply getting paid either by the hour or by a percentage of assets under management or something like his incentive is to make money for you, not necessarily 
advise you to buy this product over that product simply because he's getting a a, a spiff for doing it. So the PBM gets absolutely the absolutely the way it's currently set up. Yes, and they're basically marketing people. They because the I guess the gold standard is if you're a drug manufacturer, you want to be on the formularies of as many uh, insurance companies as possible, right? So that they hand it down. So uh, we, what we started to talk about was a, a, a drug that I'm probably going to be, unless there's a generic for it, and I believe there is, it's called Zytiga. Um, what it does or doesn't do is not important at this point. People, you can look it up on your own time, but it, it's a fairly expensive drug. And we started looking it up just to see what the pricing was. And depending on, this is the phenomenon, depending on where you get it, um, there's a, um, I won't say their name, but it's a large grocery chain that it has also a pharmacy. It's say it's 800 bucks. But if you go to a large chain pharmacy, it's double that. I've seen it as high as 2,500 bucks. You know, if you look for it on the internet, then here's the weirdness of it. It comes in multiple kinds of doses. Let's say it's a 25 milligram dose versus a 50 milligram dose. If you get the, oh, the 50 milligram dose only comes in brand name. The 25 milligram dose comes in a generic. So if your doc says, well, you don't need 25 milligrams, you need to up it to 50. <laughs> then you're into the, why can't I just take two of the 25s? Well, I could. I really could. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> why do, but why, why is it so expensive to take the other one? Now we will see that situation with some drugs where one of them will be controlled release and the other one won't. Uh, and we can really get messed up. The biggest example of that is metoprolol, a drug for uh, slowing the heart rate and blood pressure. Okay. And we will give people a prescription and we want them to get this, we'll say 50 milligrams once a day. Yeah. And because then, it's an extended release. Because it lasts all day. Then they somehow get the other form of metoprolol, the twice daily, and they take the 50 milligram. They get all benefit of the 50 milligrams in the first half of the day, no benefit in the second half of the day. And so depending on when they're taking it, you'll either see their blood pressure too low or <laughs> too high. Or they won't wake up. And it's <laughs> always one or the other. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. It and, just, and one of them costs less than the other. Or this, this weird phenomenon. If it's, if the particular drug we're talking about is used for malady A, it will cost you this much. But if it's being prescribed for malady B, which it also helps, it's a different price. You you know what you're talking about now? What? Generic Viagra. Really? Yeah. Okay. Tell me how that works. Okay. Viagra. Uh, comes in 50 and 100 milligram when it's used for erectile dysfunction. Okay. What but, else is it used for? But the generic that comes in, I think it's 20 milligram tablets, is used for the treatment of pulmonary hypertension, high pressure in the circuit of the circulation that goes through the lungs, from the heart to the lungs and back to the heart. Okay. So, but but the, the, the one prescribed for pulmonary hypertension could also be used for um, it is. <laughs> and it is. <laughs> it is for some of my patients. Oh, I see. Yeah. So take, take three of these if you need, need a you little know, help. If you need four, take four. You're still right in that 50 to 100 milligram range. E even though they may not have pulmonary hypertension. Right. Because it's the same drug. It's the same thing. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> and it costs a lot less. So what the heck is going on here? Yeah. Yeah. What games are being played in the. Oh. 
world no of pharmaceutical well, business. Okay, so that's it. You're talking about the kickback because in, in all of this, the consumer is not part of the calculus. It's the it's the business deals between the manufacturer, the middleman, the insurance company, uh, the the retailers who sell it. Yeah, that, that, that's it's all outside of outside of the consumer. What they would see or have a decision in, and I would guess that more than half the time, the doctor in talking to the patient about this, which prescription we're going to get you, isn't bringing in any of that information. Oh no, and and um. The, the, the price of pharmaceuticals in foreign countries the, for the same one as opposed to the U.S. can be quite different. So the concept of a, of a one-price drug is, is completely out the window. No, no such thing. No. So you could pay an incredibly low amount for it in the, in the U.K. as compared to the United States. And why is that? You know, what the yeah. heck is going yeah, on Example is usually Canada for... Okay. For our patients. Okay, so you started to touch on, um, what'd you say, an executive order? Or four executive orders that the president is has signed or is threatening to sign or will sign or yeah, you think he's trying yeah. to use to twist somebody's arm? I guess he definitely signed three, and then he's trying to twist somebody's arm with one of them. Okay. So or and, and that, actually, that maybe I one of the ones he signed, for that matter. Yeah, so I didn't really follow it other than, you know, I started to get into the article and the particular news outlet I read was saying, well, this is cynically, oh yeah, he's only doing this because he's trailing in the polls and he wants to do, I, you know what? I don't care what his motivation is. If something good comes out of it, I really don't care. And I, I found the exact same thing. The, the, uh, the articles I read were so cynical in saying this actually was already started two years ago, but here's what I say. We're going to know when either our drug prices are lower or they aren't. Yeah. That's going to be the proof. So, That's what I want to know. Let's make that happen. But, but we don't know. <laughs> and I really don't care we, what we your motive is. We don't know was. if it'll end up happening or not. Okay, so what were the executive orders, if you have an understanding thereof? One of them was to change it so the pharmacy benefit managers didn't get the kickback. that They actually passed it on. That, that was my take on, on that one. Okay. Another one was for certain drugs to make the uh, cost for people in the United States, instead of being the highest cost, which it is for many drugs compared to other countries, to be equal to the, equal or less to the average of 10 specific developed countries. Okay. I think they actually picked 10, I don't know how they picked which 10, but. Kind of like the, the market yeah, basket was, idea. Yeah. So th that's two of them. And then the other two were something similar, same, same ballpark of getting the prices down Okay. One of them uh, was kind of a like a threat to the drug companies. We're going to make you uh, charge less, and it's not going to be enforced for another month. And the idea is that during that time, the president can negotiate with the pharmaceutical companies, so they have a chance to make it not so bad on themselves. Right, if right. They, they'll if they'll they come play up, ball. come up with their own solution that's less onerous. Otherwise, the other one's coming down. Now, let's go back to the the, the pharmacy benefit. Um, managers a minute. You said that one of the orders would take away their um, their incentive or their uh, kickback. Wouldn't that eliminate them, or or what what's what's left in it for them? They're seeing that they're somebody's going to be in their rice bowl, so they're going to be trying to defend it as much as possible. I'm sure they have a lobby, and and you're sounding like the cynical press right now. 
Well, because uh, that's the question. Well, it's yeah, but but it's not necessarily a cynical press, or it doesn't have to be political. It's just anytime you get into somebody else's kitchen, they're going to try to kick yeah. you out. You know. Yeah, that's why I say we don't know until we actually see do prices actually go down or not. Yeah, they've got a good thing going, and they're going to defend it. You know, it's just like any other any other interest group. They are an interest group. They probably have well paid lobbyists and other people behind them to defend their position on things. And apparently there are uh, potential court uh, actions that could take place here yeah. because now, of interpretation of laws. One group that we didn't talk about is the, the pharmaceutical reps. You know, and they're, they're, they work for Pfizer, they work for whomever. They still exist, and I know that on occasion they will come by our office. I don't talk to them. I refuse to talk to them. I know that Gwen likes to get some samples to be able to give the samples to patients. To me, that's that's kind of a, a game that's being played on us for them to, oh, we'll give you these samples of this inhaler that costs your patient $400 a month. So you can give it to them if, well, uh, that, that's just playing into their whole big system of letting them keep charging $400, even though we get to give it to Joe here today without charging him, but what about six months down the road? What, what's he going to, he still has to pay $400 a month for your inhaler. Right. He gets a, a free month, but yeah. but then, yeah. Oh, I was a little disappointed in your answer because I was hoping to um, hear about some interactions with pharmaceutical reps. Oh, th th that would take you back. I was going to say 15 years, but no, I've seen, I actually have seen them in Auburn Medical Group. I did uh, probably well, so, about 10 years ago. I've so still seen them. Their game is to get, the doctor, the, the prescribing doctor, oh, to yeah. recommend their drug as opposed to any other on the market, right? And they'll say anything to get you to think their drug is good. I mean, they will just, uh, th their interest is only to get you to prescribe their drug. They have no uh, vow, no oath to the good of the patient. And I've talked to former drug reps. Uh, I know a couple of who used to call on me and I talked to them after they left the industry and yeah, they did not like what their job was. They, so they, they, they feel cleaner <laughs> not yeah. being drug reps. Well, so they rep a particular company and no other. So they, they don't come to you and say, I have this panoply of, of pharmaceuticals that I can recommend to you. Here's this one does this, this one does that. This one's cost this, this one costs that. Sometimes not even all the drugs of that company, sometimes just their cardiovascular division. Or just their diabetes yeah. or. But yeah, definitely one company. Okay, right. So they're, in, in a sense, they're a, uh, like a car salesman that sells only a particular brand of car. And as far as they're concerned, this car is the one for you. Yeah. Don't even look anywhere else. Yeah. yeah. So what are we going to do about all this? Well, we're, we're kind of stuck in a state of seeing what happens with these executive orders first, because something's been signed and some action will be taken. But I would like patients to know for their own pricing of drugs to use goodrx.com or singlecare.com or both. Have you ever used those? I have not. Um, my wife... And I were just talking about we, you know, her mom at, at one time was on a number of, of pharmaceuticals and she had a consultant that she met with who, who had no skin in the game, whose job was, she, you know, she had a computer program that would say, okay, well for this drug, the best place to buy it from it, in your area is, is this pharmacy. Th that's exactly it. 
That's and it. So, but but then you you have to depending on how many drugs you have, you're going to be hippity hopping around through multiple pharmacies possibly. I have found that for most patients, there's a definite pharmacy that overall is way better than on the on the whole the others. So okay. so maybe yeah. So maybe you're paying. $30 a month for this one instead of 25, but you're saving so much in all the others that, yeah, let's just put all the drugs in this one pharmacy. Yeah. So this plays into that phenomenon that I was talking about that, you know, this whole thing, it makes no sense. You know, why is it more expensive at this uh, retailer than at another retailer? We don't know, but hey, we know that it exists and we know where to go shop for it. It's kind of like back yeah. in the day when we used to, you know, there, there were gas wars, you know, each yeah, you'd gas, have to go to every corner. Yeah. Yeah. Each gas station was trying to outbid the other one. Oh, would that were the case now? But um, you know, and, and there was a time when you would drive halfway across the, the city to get go to the Roseville. Cheap, <laughs> yeah, go to the cheaper <laughs> gas. But no. The but it it's like you have to know the secret handshake or you'll just get pounded. And, and for people who are on, you know, Medicare or have no insurance or whatever, they're just the, the, um, well, then there's the dreaded Medicare donut hole, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Once you hit oh, a certain, yeah. uh, a, a, as I understand how it works, once you hit a certain, um, expense level, then the coverage for the year. Yeah. You, you have a certain amount that once you reach that. So for some people it'll be in July for other people, it'll be in September because it's a dollar figure yeah. depending on yeah. how much you're spending. It's a dollar amount. Once you hit that dollar amount, then there's like a, a great chasm. You pay for all of it. Until you reach the other side of the chasm. There is another side. And then, ta-da, they'll start picking it up again. So then you try to stock up for the next year. Right. So they leave a big chuck hole in the yeah. middle of your coverage. It's like a reverse deductible. It's weird. It, well, what the it, heck it, is it going is on here? And they probably here. have a deductible too in addition to that. Who makes this stuff up? Oh, I don't know where they came up with that one. Yeah. So singlecare.com and goodrx.com are very valuable tools and they give you a number or you can just get a card. We have cards at our checkout desk. You can just get a card that has a number on it so that when you go to the pharmacy, you say, I want the price associated with this card. If this is, if they're paying cash now, if they just have a really high copay, it, it doesn't help for that. Yeah. So sometimes it's actually to the patient's advantage to pay cash. Yeah. To say, I don't want to use my insurance card. I want to use my good RX card or my single care card. And it's actually cheaper than paying the copay. Yeah. And the reason that this exists is because single care and good RX somehow are getting some kind of compensation from the pharmacy that's giving them the information about the prices. It's it's weird. Okay, so the pharmacy is is making probably more money on that transaction than they would have had they had to deal with the insurance company. I, and I think they have lost leaders. Okay. Yeah. Well, then we get into the, the phenomena of generic drugs. Yes. Where, okay, there's there's either lots of them or, you know, lots of competing drugs or now generic. And then it gets pretty cheap. Yeah, for a lot of generics, it gets cheap. Um, but there's some weird things with generics, too. Uh, have we ever talked about inhalers? No, you mean like, like albuterol yeah, type things? Yeah, people or? with asthma and COPD, uh, emphysema, they'll... You need these medicines to come in inhalers. Well, there was a time when... When they need them, they need them right freaking now. <laughs> so, yeah, we call the rescue inhalers because yeah. they literally rescue you from... Dying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for some yeah. people. And they were generic. And then there was um, a ruling about 
chlorofluorocarbon CFCs, yeah. not being able to use those as propellants. Yeah, because of greenhouse gases yeah. or whatever. So that. they had to remake all of them. And I don't understand why the active ingredients the same thing, but the, the propellant's different. All of a sudden, it's a new patent uh, for the drug. They're charging the full amount of a new drug for something that was generic the day before for the patient. And now they're paying hundreds of dollars for these inhalers that they go through monthly. So it's like the difference between same medicine. drinking your beer from a can versus from a bottle. Oh, that's a whole new different thing, right? That's I mean, it's, yeah, it's, the same, like. yeah. it's the same beverage. <laughs> one's a can, one's a bottle. And we're going to charge you an outrageous amount more because it's in a different container. Yeah, maybe instead of your soda is carbonated with carbon dioxide, it's carbonated with or nitrogenated. I don't know. <laughs> well, okay. So then we get the other argument, you know, on, on behalf of the, the pharmaceutical manufacturers, they... You know, the, the cost of a product is based on the, the raw materials cost, the, the labor costs, and in their case, R&D, research and development costs, yeah, and which I, are quite expensive. And, and I don't want to make little of actual costs that these companies have to go through to come up with these drugs. And they have to go through the FDA and all yeah. that. And that's an yeah, expensive that process. This is real stuff. And they really do have to be able to make a profit to be able to make wonder drugs, which we do have amazing wonder drugs and yeah, it, it takes a lot of resources to come up with those. So yeah. we can't forget that as we are making the pharmaceutical companies the bad guys. There's there's something there that we do need from them, and it does cost money. Right. They they do their thing. But but I think these different layers of middlemen and other business associations kind of create this weird economic hell that ends up hosing the, the consumer. Yeah, lots of people taking their take in the middle. Well, and, and, and the end result is it's an unconscionable thing that why there is no one that I know in this world, at least in my circle, that can pay thousands and thousands of dollars for just for prescription oh, drugs that might keep them alive or keep... Um, it's, it's crazy. Chronic. People who are on, um, on Social Security and most of their money is going to medicines. You know, and were it not for... It. For, for good insurance, I would be, you know, probably pretty well hosed. You know, I look at, I look at the, um, you know, my chemotherapy treatments, I'll, I'll get statements that say, here's what you're not paying, you know, and is this all funny money? But like 10 grand an infusion. And some is, some ten, actually is. It's like $10,000 per infusion, you know, and I've had 13 of them. Let me think, let's do the math there. You know, that's a lot of, that's a lot of money. Wow. Right? <laughs> and there's no way I'm paying that. And thank God there's no way I did pay for any of it. You know? So, but why is it possible that I don't pay anything and somebody else, you know, pays through the nose? What What is wrong with this? Yeah. You know, and frankly, I'm not complaining on my behalf, but what about the, the dude that doesn't have an insurance at all? Yeah, that's disturbing. Yeah, that, or they just or they just don't do it, and some, they some and, don't, and they die. Yeah, yeah. Well, this has been very cheerful. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> did I? Is it because I came up with this topic? Is that how this happened? Yeah, it is. I think you picked a bad topic, uh, frankly. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. We're, I'm sorry. We're losing all our listeners. Do, do we revive do, them? How are we going to resuscitate them uh, with an albuterol inhaler? <laughs> or or some of that uh, generic one of the old ones. <laughs> no, we'll give them one of the generic Viagra's. Yeah. Okay. There. That'll. I'll get them back up. 
And the cheap ones, too. Yeah. We'll just say it's for uh, their heart problem. Oh, I go ahead and say what it's for. Yeah. Yeah. I'll write down what it's for, but uh, write for the generic um, um, strength. Oh, okay. So you don't actually have to... I I write for 20 milligrams. You don't have to be deceptive about what its purpose is. Now, I I can imagine somebody doing that maybe to get it covered by insurance. I don't. Okay. Because it's cheap enough? Yeah. Okay. And because I'm not going to write that they have something they don't have. That's no, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. that's no, 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 no. We don't no do that. Oh. Well, anything else we want to touch on before we uh, wrap this, this bleak and horrible thing, you know, ho- hopefully these, these, uh, I, th- I think there's reason for hope. Yeah. There, there were four executive orders signed by the president. There is a lot of cynicism about what we actually will get out of it, but we don't know until we see. And for those who don't already use GoodRx and singlecare.com, uh, they can get their card from their doctor and they can, that's the other thing I was going to say is when they get a prescription, th- this is what I tell patients. If you get a prescription, you go to the pharmacy and it's too much. They're, they're charging a lot of money for something I prescribed. Don't pay it. Contact the office. We might be able to find something else. We, we might be able to do a little looking and find something better. All right. And this will happen just because of the simplest little, uh, I'm trying to think of the most recent one where, um, oh, I, I selected a drug that was the only thing that came up and it turns out that was the powder and you had to look, look it up differently to find the tablet. And so the patient was getting this powder and it was expensive instead of getting the tablet form of what I wanted them to have. All we had to do was just fix that and, oh, okay, now it's a normal price and it's a tablet you can swallow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, so all of you who want cheap Viagra, get in talk in touch with uh, Dr. Vaughn's please office. No, no, please no. <laughs> I don't want those people. <laughs> Actually, you know, why don't we just cut that off right here by telling them most people with that problem stop the porno. <laughs> oh, that's going to be a whole nother uh, topic. Right? There you go. We yeah. just took care of half of them. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks for joining me. All right. And, and come back next week when you can hear Dr. James Dunn, a urogynecologist. That should be good. Talking about specifically women's issues. So that'll be kind of a, uh, Cutting our audience in half. Uh, yeah. That's, uh, that's okay, though. Well, or for men who want to understand women. Ooh, ooh, the sensitive guy. Yeah. 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 All right. Thanks. Well, that's all we have for this week, folks. Tune in next week. Well, once again, you will hear Dr. Mark Bond say, Until next time, stay in good health.